Come, Lord Jesus, be our guest. Amen. The word of God that we're going to focus on this morning and throughout the services through Christmas Day comes to us uh, from Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. And let's read that section of Galatians together. It's printed in your service folder. We read, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. And forbearance, in a lot of translations, is patience. So, fellow Christians, preparing for the coming of the Savior who was born in Bethlehem for us and a Savior who will come for us on Judgment Day. One of the familiar stories of Christmas is the story centered the character Ebenezer Scrooge. Scrooge was an extremely selfish individual. He didn't care about anything other than getting more money for himself. He ignored the needs of the people around him. A couple of guys came to him and asked for a donation for the poor houses or whatever in in the country, and he said, ah, just let the poor go to those houses and let them live on what's provided already. He wasn't going to give them any contribution. Uh, What happened to Ebenezer Scrooge? Well, on Christmas Eve night, he was visited by three spirits. Ghost of Christmas past, the ghost of Christmas present, and the ghost of Christmas future. What resulted from those visits? Instead of remaining stingy, Ebenezer Scrooge became one of the most generous people in London, throughout England, and he's known as now being a generous with all of his possessions. He gave generously to the poor and uh, helped Bob Cratchit and his family have a great Christmas. So spirits did wonders for Ebenezer Scrooge. Well, as we enter Advent and start focusing on Christmas, we're reminded that we too have been visited by a spirit, the Holy Spirit. This spirit made his initial visit at our infant baptism or at our adult conversion. This spirit has led us to understand what Christmas is all about. Now, of course, we are referring to the Holy Spirit the third person of the Trinity. 
The Holy Spirit brought us to faith in the child whose birth we celebrate at Christmas. The Spirit changed Scrooge, but the Holy Spirit has changed us even more than Scrooge was changed. To help us prepare for the celebration of Christmas, we need to remember this work of the Holy Spirit who led us from being lost and condemned to now being found and saved. Before concentrating on the gifts that we give or receive from other people around us, let's pause for each of our worship services during Advent and Christmas to remember that gift that we receive from the Holy Spirit. And this is what we're going to be doing from now through Christmas morning as we prepare to look at the fruits of the Spirit, the gifts that the Holy Spirit allows us to have. And these fruits will help us now be better prepared for Christ's coming. Today we are to be prepared with the first fruit listed, the fruit of love. But before we think and concentrate on the fruit of the Spirit, love, let's think about God's love. That's the important thing that we need to comprehend. The story of Christ's birth is wrapped in God's love. The important gifts given at Christmas are given to those people that we love. Well, God loves us, we're told. He loves us so much that he sent his son so that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. From creation through the first Christmas, God declared his love for the world over and over and over again. His love was shown through the beautiful world that he created for us to live in. It could have put us in a very gray, drab place to spend our earthly days, but instead he put us in a a beautiful place, all kinds of colors. He loved us, put us in a place that we can enjoy before we go to heaven where joy will be unbounding. His love made that possible. His love was shown through The fact that he promised Noah that they would escape, he and his wife and three sons and their wives would escape from the destruction of the flood. His love was shown and repeated to Abraham and to Isaac and to Jacob and to others as he promised a Savior, a Savior who would come to pay for the sin of the world. It was due to love that God kept his promises. As Paul says shortly before our text, when the time had fully come, God sent his son for us, for the world. Born of a woman, 
born under law to redeem those under law. The four Gospels are models of effective reporting of that first Christmas. Now, reporters are taught that when it comes to a story, there are five W's that they need to answer. Those five W's are who, what, where, when, and why. And then a good reporter will also try to follow that up with a how. Think of the gospel stories and answering those five W's. Who is involved in the Christmas story, the coming of the Savior? Well, God's love was so great that the Savior sent into the world was Jesus. And Jesus was God the Son. And the why? Why did Jesus come? God's love was shown so that all could be redeemed, that all could be forgiven and inherit eternal life. Where? Well, Jesus wasn't sent into some palace. He was sent under quite lowly circumstances, living in this little town of Bethlehem. That's where he was born. And uh, he spent his lifetime really mingling with the common people. When God's love brought the Savior into the world at the proper time, a time that would allow this event to be corroborated by eyewitnesses and chronicled by historians. And then, finally, we answer how. That's a real miraculous thing as Jesus came into the world born to a virgin. This was necessary so that he could be both God and man which is what the Savior needed to be. So what a story, what a plot. Only a gracious, loving God could conceive of such a plan for bringing lost and misguided people back to himself. So we can only properly be prepared for the coming celebration of Christ's birth when we Sense God's love that was behind this event's occurrence. Advertisement after advertisement for Christmas tells us that uh, if we really love someone, we should give them the best. Well, God loves us, and he gave us the best. He gave us his son to die for us provide for our salvation. And we're told this is how we know that, or what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. That is why the Savior came to earth. His birth was the beginning of his mission, a mission that would lead him to be put under the law, and he kept that law perfectly a mission that would put him on the cross after suffering, and then he would die, which was needed to pay for sin, 
our sin, a mission that would lead to his rising from the dead, which would lead to our rising and inheriting heaven. Make sure that our preparation for Christmas centers on that love of God that made Christmas what it is, and the love of God that promises that our Savior will return for us on Judgment Day. But now let's turn to the fruit of the Spirit. What does it mean to have this fruit of love? A love for God is to flow from the faith that the Holy Spirit worked in our hearts. Why do we love God? Well, we love him because he first loved us. We love him as a result of all the love that he's shown to us. And it is easy to see the affection that children have for Santa Claus. Now, it's true, some are afraid of him, don't want to have anything to do with him, but most children show Santa Claus a great deal of affection. They're excited. Why do they love Santa Claus? Well, he supposedly brings them gifts. Well, God has given us gifts also, far greater gifts than Santa or his elves are going to bring to us. God gave us a gift that resulted in our having forgiveness, life, and salvation. A popularity contest between Satan, not Satan, well, Santa, and Jesus uh, would be probably pretty close in many lives, and Santa would win that contest in probably more than 50% of the population of America. It would be pretty close. Don't let it be close for you. Make sure that Jesus takes the top priority in any Christmas celebration. Make sure that Jesus is born is the main message we focus on during Advent and Christmas. And uh, put aside Santa Claus is coming to town. And How do we show God that we love him? Well, the obvious way is doing what we're doing right now. Worship him. Worship him regularly on Sunday mornings. If possible, worship him the next three Wednesday evenings in our Advent services. Worship him at home through having personal or family devotions. Worship him on Christmas Eve and Christmas morning. Make time with God a priority over all the possible parties or time at stores or time visiting family and friends. Besides worshiping him, we show God that we love him by praising him. Tell others about him. As the children said, the shepherds didn't just go back to their flock keeping quiet. No, they told others, everyone that they could that on the way back to their flock, they told about the Savior being born. 
When we praise God due to our love for him, we are also showing our love for others. We want them to hear about the Savior's birth and be like those shepherds. We want them to believe and be saved through the perfect life that their Savior led through his suffering and death and through his resurrection. We want them to know they can take a place in heaven, in the mansions of heaven, next to their Savior and all other believers. We want them to be prepared for our Savior, for his return, by possessing a saving faith in him. How do we show others that we love them besides telling them about Jesus? Well, Christmas is a season known for giving. More money is given to charity at this time of the year than any time throughout the year. Be grateful. Make sure we uh, do what we can for those who are in need. Whether you give to the pot where the bell ringers are or donate to different uh, charities that are advertised that serve good purposes. Be generous. Don't be wasteful, however, by giving to organizations that uh, results in very little of your gifts going to those in need. Before you give, make sure you check out that charity, that it is a worthy cause. And then give as generously as you can. Yes, it's important to also make sure you give generously to your church so that it can continue to keep the word of God proclaimed to the family that worships here and to the community around us. But real love for others is not going to just stop during the month of December. It'll continue. Christian love centered in the birth of the Savior will go on throughout the year and it won't primarily be concerned with material needs. Christian love doesn't just seek to feed the body, it strives to feed the body and the soul. Make sure that we are concerned not just with uh, putting a meal on somebody's table, but allowing the Holy Spirit to work in their hearts. The language, the Greek language, has many words uh, that can stand for love. There's uh, the word eros, which sort of stands for love between spouses. There's phileo, which stands for love among friends. Brotherly love is Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. You know, it's almost impossible for us to have those two kinds of love for everybody. But the third word, the word agape, that is a love for souls. We're to love even our worst enemy. We want them to go to heaven. We're to show the kind of love that God showed us and share that news of the Savior. even. 
uh, to people that we just really have trouble getting along with. There are certain rivalries in sports that you think you really can't stand the fans of that other school, but you still want those fans to join you in heaven to cheer for the Savior. Make sure we do our best to let everyone know about God's love and the good news of Christmas, the sharing of Jesus with the world. So love is listed as the first fruit of the Spirit, and rightly so. Now, if we really would love as we should love, then the other fruits would naturally follow. Love God, love others, and then we would also have or be filled with joy and peace and patience and goodness and faithfulness and self-control and all the fruits of the Spirit. So may we be prepared for the Savior's birth and for his return with love guiding us through the holidays and always. Amen. Please rise. And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep our hearts and our minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.